It's Neil with the Dastardly Gentleman, and with me I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. What's up, dude? And, if you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years, that was the Pirates of the Caribbean's theme song. Because <gasps> tonight, we're going to talk about Disney and their mass empire. Oh, I thought we were... Oh, okay. But, but what, were we gonna... what, what did you have in mind? Nothing. I thought we were going to talk about like the uh, the failing acting career of uh, has been Johnny Depp. I mean, we could talk about that too. It's part of Disney's mass empire. That's true because now he only has one character. That is true. Let's start with that. And, and, and <laughs> Johnny Depp is probably one of the most catastrophic actors in the history of acting. Why do you think that? Because he's a one trick pony. I mean, it's the same guy. I mean, it's just like Howie Mandel, dude. It's it's like a lot of these people. Look, yeah, but here's the difference. See, Howie Mandel is a, is a comedian who, like, did act some acting roles, and now he's a, what, like a television personality? He has kind of like a, a getaway, but Johnny Depp has supposedly was an actor to start with, and he just is now, he is now this caricature of himself. Well, I mean, that was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum is at that point in his career where he's just like, I am. Um, uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I'll play whatever I want to, and I might as well just. I might as well just be myself. I mean, he might as well. He doesn't care. Fuck it. Whatever. You want me to play? Well, what the hell is his name? And Thor, the Grandmaster, uh, dude. Yeah, the Grandmaster. He's like, oh, you just want me to be me. Perfect. But <laughs> I do in every me. movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I mean, like you did, you got it. You, you nailed it. I mean, to be real, that's what a lot of these actors do. I mean. There's a f there's a few really good actors out there that can just you know fit into any role like Tom Hanks or something like that. But like you get these typecasted actors. I mean, to be to be fair, Johnny Depp's persona fits a lot of roles. It fits the douchey teenager in Freddy Krueger. Fits mm -hmm. um, the very awkward guy in Sweeney Todd, who's really mad because he's getting revenge. You mean Sweeney Todd? Shut up, Frank. I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> the dude in fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Well, Captain Jack Sparrow. Here, let me just name them all out real quick. He yeah. only plays Captain Jack Sparrow. Since the, that movie came out, it's it's been... You, it's, it's like, oh, we, we want you to be in this movie. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, I, I have this in my career. I have this in my career. We want the... We want Jack Sparrow. He's specialized in, the, in Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Is it specialized or is it just giving up? It's just playing yourself, really, is what it is. And that's fine. I like mean, playing to your strengths. I'm really good at being <laughs> that guy. Just, we're going to give him his T ball trophy. <laughs> just uh, write my character to be like every other character I've ever played. It's like, you, you guys have seen my portfolio. Just make it that. Can you make me Edward Scissorhands without the scissors? But just as just as awkward and just as terrible, <laughs> and as many speaking lines. Yeah, well, look. <laughs> I'll 
Oh, you know, I will say though, you know, uh, God love him and uh, Tim Burton for keeping Helen Bottom Carter employed. True. Uh, I mean, it takes it takes a lot of movie magic to make that forehead look decent. So speaking I mean, of which, I appreciate all that. He's afflicted with the same issue. He plays she, Helena Bottom Carter in every fucking movie. Yeah, you know why? Because in every movie, fucking Johnny Depp plays Johnny Depp. So I mean, like you know, they're they're a set, they're a package deal. True. Because clearly, clearly, she can't get a job without Tim Burton being involved in some way. Not necessarily. I mean, look at Harry Potter. Yeah, she played she she played the same fucking character. But where was Tim Burton? I mean, he, look, he where was Johnny Depp? Exactly. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But there were enough. There was enough. Uh, bad cinematography and uh, wizard uh, wizard nonsense to to make it be like if we were in a really bad London bitch, we should probably <laughs> get Helen Bottom Carter. Do you think J.K. Rowling had written that character with Helena Bottom Carter in mind? Do you think that if Helen Bottom Carter knew that, she would be extremely offended? No, money, kaching. <laughs> be like, I mean, like it, it'd be funny to like you're like you read a book, like you're passionate about a book, and you and you 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 like you read a character, and you're like, man, what a what a what a real wastrel, what an asshole, what a what a you know classless vagabond, and then you you actually meet the author, and they're like they're like yeah, actually you know I I was thinking of you when I wrote that, like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly. Explain that to me before I knock your fucking face in. <laughs> well, you mean look at like like Quentin Tarantino. He writes these movies with those specific characters in mind, like like fucking Steve Buscemi. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, but I mean, he's actually worked with them before, so I mean, like that actually makes sense. True, and he does have a pretty wide range in comparison to Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. let me ask you this: Can you think of anybody that could have played a better uh, Captain Jack Sparrow? I mean, because it was practically designed for him. I mean, uh, no, not off the top of my head. I mean, he did the, look. He did take it and he did make it his own, and he made it like he made it very successful. My only, my only regret, I guess, is that like he literally has nothing left. Because he he's not gonna look. Did you ever watch The Tourist? No. He played the fucking. He played Jack Sparrow. Did he? <laughs> he did. He was a bungling. He was a bungling fucking American that just happened to be lucky that he a whole bunch of shit worked out for him. And it was just Jack Sparrow. And then in the in the end, I'm gonna spoil it for you because it's a terrible. Movie. You really shouldn't watch it. In the end, he ends up being English, and guess his accent he was using, Captain Jack fucking Sparrow. And the talks. movie ends on a boat. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> um, so I'm like, it's like they don't even try anymore. Well, he was actually decent in Public Enemies, but. You ever watch that? True. That was actually a good movie. You ever watch that movie? He, he doesn't have a whole lot to it. He just mean face, shoot guns. You know. I mean, he wasn't even. I mean, he wasn't even really a lot of mean face. I mean, like all things considered, he was actually. Uh, well, I mean, like um, both the character that he portrays and he himself, like really, it was a. It wasn't actually that bad of a. It wasn't that bad of an adaptation of the idea of the movie, and it's unfortunate that. Uh, that is not one of his more lauded movies because I think that it was, I think it was rather exceptional for, for him in particular, because like it was finally like a breakaway from, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, have you seen uh, once upon a time in Mexico? It's like, yes. yeah, it's like a offshoot sequel of uh, desperado. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that movie. And I, that was actually before, uh, that was before Pirates, wasn't it? 
Yes. But, so, I mean, yeah. he, tech- he also played Jack right. Sparrow in that as well. <laughs> he, he pretty much did. He played evil Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Like, if Jack Sparrow had pretty much just given up on pirating and decided that he wanted to be, like, you know, an IRS treasury agent, like, that would be him. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So moving on from the fucking Johnny Depp. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Disney's hold on Marvel. Which, I mean, before Disney came along, we had what? The Iron Man series, we had Spider-Man. Okay, look, don't don't even bring up the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Come on. No. Come on. No, it's 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 cold horse jism in a cup. I liked the first Spider-Man. And also the second one. Hated the third one. Suck it. <laughs> Well, everybody, that was the Dasser Gentleman. We're done here. We're shutting down the channel. It's all over. I didn't even want to watch the other ones. I didn't watch the Amazing Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't. I didn't do it. Uh, But I did watch the one with the the new kid, because now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everybody, like I actually like the Andrew Garfield ones. I know a lot of people didn't uh, for whatever reason. I I truly don't understand. Um, I enjoyed seeing. Emma Stone get her skull bashed against the concrete, so that that pleased me greatly. But I don't think that was supposed to be that way. Um, Homecoming was really good. Oh yeah, I, I think Michael it. Keaton plays. I think Michael Keaton plays a really good bad guy because I don't think he has any other way of portraying. Speaking of uh, typecasted characters, <laughs> yeah, I mean he, you know, like look, he started the mainstay of his career playing a winged animal, and then he ended it playing a winged animal so. <laughs> yeah Cute, an, an anthropomorphic winged animal because you started batman and the vulture so true i mean You're like hmm. Hmm. i i think that one of the strongest parts about that particular movie uh was that it actually is going to be connected to the mcu and i think that the kid that plays him tom holland question mark is that his name i think so Something like that. um i think that he has received an un, an unfair amount of flack for the Spider-Man role. I think mostly because for Spider-Man in particular, I don't think anyone will ever be happy. No. And, and like, cause it's, it's literally one of those characters for whatever reason, everyone has the, what they think should be the ideal Spider-Man and no one will ever be satisfied with it. Well, not only that, but the comic book Spider-Man was like very generic. I mean, he was snarky, but like he didn't have any really defining traits to him. He was, generic as a character he was he was always you know he was witty he was hyperactive he was hyper intelligent and he i had like this kind of like weird street like new yorker street kid sense of justice which is a lot kind of like how steve rogers was but which is one of the reasons why steve rogers and spider-man get well so long get along so well let's <laughs> <laughs> scrabble my words whatever uh but I don't. I don't know if I'd really call him generic. I think that he was like really one of the first, um, really unique, especially standalone Marvel superheroes, because like the X Men, the X Men had come before, but they were a team and they were defined by their team by that by they as the X Men, not right. necessarily as individuals, for a while, because uh, they all had their own individual traits. But like you take them individually, and they're kind of like I mean. All right, I, I guess I mean, you have really mad guy and you have super hard staring guy and you have bald guy and you have red haired girl and then this is pretty much over but Spider-Man was like Spider-Man was a, a team unto himself he was kind of like 
I mean, I dare say he was almost like Marvel's uh, response to uh, Superman because Superman was, you know, individual like that, had a right. strong sense of justice, et cetera. Batman was like, Batman until like the 80s, eight, like 80s, early 90s, was like, had like this weird, um, wasn't quite serious. And then he got really goofy and then he got way serious. I mean, like, Batman's had like this weird, like, roller coaster of emotions uh, lifespan. Yeah. Uh, where Superman's always kind of like been here and like the high ideals and the Batman was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to fight crime and then I'm going to be really silly. And now I'm going to be really fucking dark and everyone's going to die. And I don't know where I'm going from here. And now it's Batman has basically an emotionless robot. Yeah. Cause Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, I mean like the comics. I mean, oh. like, I mean, I, I mean like, no, Ben Affleck's a terrible actor. So I'm yes. like, you know, no, actually he, he really didn't do that bad. And as Batman in justice league, I think he did a lot better than every other Batman that's come before him. Maybe except for Christian Bale. Christian Bale did a good job as Batman. But uh, I think that with the script being given for JLA and Dawn of Justice, I mean, what what can you do? You know, I mean, polish a turd, it's still a turd. True. But, so, okay. Yeah, so Spider-Man himself, I mean, you, you build a freaking character like that, and somebody that can have super strength and can basically fly. Not really, but pretty much. Um, and can see the future one second before it happens. Um, and they have the ability to actually react to it. Yeah. Like, you know, almost superhumanly. I, I mean, I think, I think Superman, Spider-Man is a, just a, a fucking excellent character. Sure. And, and I think the reason why people have such a hard time with him is because he... I. I think it's because he he is more or less like the like the face of actual America versus the idealized America like Captain America. Because Captain America would be like if America was supercharged in Imer in American ideals, and he was the absolute pent because he is the absolute pentultimate of of American ideals. Period. Yeah. I mean, he is basically like every time that he takes a step, I mean, like a little tree of liberty grows behind him. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, like he, he is so much, he is so much freedom that, you know, he, he can't do anything but speak the constitution. <laughs> but then, like, you know, so, so, I mean, like you have Spider-Man who, who is more like street, you know, streetwise street justice and being like, you know, he, he's more of an, uh, a pathos of, uh, you know, what I know, I know what's wrong is wrong because I feel it in my heart. Whereas like Amer Captain America is literally so, so American, so so American morals <laughs> and ideals that it's like, you know, he's like, I don't like that. And then a bald eagle swoop in and peck out the <laughs> eyes of the people that are doing the wrong thing. And I hear, I hear like this chorus of America. <laughs> it's just amazing. So, I mean, like Spider-Man's like, oh man, you know, you really probably shouldn't steal that newspaper. But then like Captain America shows up and literally like will wrap you up in a cocoon of the American flag and then take you to the nearest police precinct. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I like about when these characters get together too, especially like when you have Captain America and like the Punisher get together. Dude, Captain America beat the shit out of the Punisher. Sure did. Fucking broke his jaw. He murdered two people right in front of Captain America. But I mean, they were like, bad guys. It doesn't matter. I mean, they didn't do anything. They didn't they stand trial. <laughs> yeah, they were there to fucking fight. For justice, or not justice, but fight for for civil rights, and he just offs them both because that's like you know that's his pathos, that's his version of street justice. And Captain America's like, you know, cannot 
deal with. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they did not face justice. Beat the shit out of him, and then he's like, "Fight me, you little bitch!" <laughs> and the Punisher's like, "Not you, never you, Cap." <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like I was like, I was like, I was like, I can't stop. Why did the what's happening to my eyes? Because I love the Punisher. Because I love. I mean, I, I, one of the lines that he has, um, they actually used it in uh, the Thomas Jane uh, Dirty Laundry mm -hmm. uh, short that's on YouTube, where he says, "You know, the difference between." Uh, punishment, punishment and justices. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I love that. I mean, especially, especially since like they never actually finish the line, and he just says it and then walks away. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is absolutely no different in the comic. He said it before, and so I, I I feel like that line is such a defining moment, especially whenever like you take into consideration the civil war conflict between Punisher and and Captain America, because when they come to face to face, and they. You know, the, the Captain America sees the Punisher for, for what he is, which is, again, punishment, not justice. So then Captain America is pure justice. Punisher is pure punishment. So there there is a, and it was important, I think, for people, especially they were reading and that aren't necessarily, uh, I guess, versed in, in, a lot of, in a lot of ethics, that there is a distinction between punishment and justice. I mean, there's actually a very, very hard line. Not even like it's not even really gray. There, I mean, it's pretty clear. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, so I think that was really good for from my perspective because I feel like a lot of people can't really tell the difference. Yeah. You know. I mean, especially when you have your own self righteousness involved. I mean, sure. That whole scene in Dirty Laundry where he fucking maimed that guy, <laughs> like. Broke all of his joints, like his elbows, his knees. Uh, I can pour a bottle of Jack on him. And then he put a lighter right next to him. And he, he said the line. And then he walks away because it's not for him to do the punishing at that point. He, he got him to the point where he could be punished. Right. And then the girl he raped does the punishing. <laughs> As nature intended. And I like, and I like that the kid walked away. Right. Like the kid was there, and the kid, the kid, they they made like that very clear where like the Punisher was even watching the kid. Mm -hmm. You know, like he he was pretty much watching him. Like, oh, I really wish that you wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you could see it in his face, but then like you know, the kid turns around and walks away, and the Punisher's like, "Good, good on you. Don't 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 be like that." And then the woman comes up, and Punisher's probably like, "Yeah, I mean." She she has a right to it, yeah. and that was always like one of his things too. Was like you know people that there are certain people that have a right to punish, and then there are people that have a right to be punished or have or really have an obligation to be punished by the people that have a right for it. Right. So I mean I I, I don't know I find that extremely fascinating. Need more Punishers. Actually, we need more Captain Americas realistically, but if only either or America. a little bit of both. Call me, call me. <laughs> you know we need we need a poster for uh uh captain captain bernie america <laughs> here we go but it needs to be like the suit needs to be all baggy on him yeah just like he's, <laughs> he got into it just now and it's not made for him yeah, yeah. he's just dragging the shield behind him because shit's heavy <laughs> it is it's vibranium dude yeah i mean he's like i cannot pick this thing up <laughs> where's my super serum <laughs> Honey, where is my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I was saying before, what was the state of Marvel before Disney came along? It was... Hang on. Go ahead. 
You answer that question. I mean, it, it was it was I mean, they they were kind of floundering because they made the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but they were dog shit, shut up, and doesn't matter what you're saying, you're muted so you can't defend yourself. Uh they <laughs> don't you fucking nod at me. They um <laughs> they were not that good and they they brought in but they brought in enough interest for people who were like, well maybe maybe we can maybe we can do something. Maybe do something with that. And then Iron Man came out. And then you know, your Marvel stock was like kind of like, you know, yeah, I mean, the Spider Man, it's okay. And then the Iron Man came out. Dude, Spider Man was breaking records. Yeah, I know. Because I think it's because of the, the market was, market for uh, superhero movies was non existent. Happy birthday, Jer, if you're watching. Happy birthday. Yeah. That, I mean, like, it was breaking records because the only real superhero movies that we had were uh, Batman, which is fucking terrible at this point. Yeah. And then eventually we had Batman again with Batman Begins. And, I mean, that ended up being fucking phenomenal. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. And then you had... Uh, I don't remember, like, if Watchmen came out around the same time as the original Spider-Man, Spider-Men but I mean, I th- there just wasn't really like a superhero market at that time until Marvel made Iron Man, and then it was like, oh my god, people fucking lost their minds for Iron Man, and then they're 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 like I said, their their stocks flew up, and Disney was like, I want some of that Marvel booty. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at it; they they did it right. You get all these stupid Batman movies that are like, hey, look, let's just, uh, Jim Carrey's a big name. Let's throw him in there. You know, an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, just cash grab. I mean, they. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) Chill out. Cool down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they just threw act, like, big name actors at the movies. George Clooney, really? Like. And, And being the worst. Being literally the worst Batman ever. Yeah. By his own admission. Yeah, he he regrets it. <laughs> As so does everyone else. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. I. I mean, he should be. He really should be. He needs to play <laughs> characters that he is comfortable with, just like Giant Up. He needs to go back to his fucking safe space, and he needs to be playing, you know, sleazy scumbag guys that steal from old ladies. That's what he needs to do. He was. That's his, that's his role, right there. If you ever, if you've never watched the movie, Burn After Reading. I that movie can't tell if I hate that movie or not, but I do weird. love it. It is weird. The dildo <laughs> chair is pretty funny, though. <laughs> that is funny, plus the whole scene with Brad Pitt getting shot in the face. Uh, that blew my mind. <laughs> I, I, I literally was in the theater, and I was the only one laughing. <laughs> fucking look, and I, I was, was like, fucking <gasps> dying. Uh, I mean, he, he like popped him right between the eyes, and I was just... <laughs> I mean, like, people in the theater like, and you that saw it too. That man just died, and I'm like, I know, and it was so fucking funny. And it, it didn't, the camera didn't turn or nothing. You just saw his face disappear into a hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. He got shot in the mm-hmm. face with with a snub thirty eight. <laughs> yep. Oh Jesus! Point blank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's like, I I thought the whole scene was fantastic. I mean, the fact, that, especially the fact that Clooney and um, Pitt are friends, so I thought that was funny. Oh yeah, that is that was hilarious. I think I think Marvel made it made it really worth I think Marvel really made Disney interested by their ability for continuity in their movies. 
Because they broke away from Spider-Man, which is smart because it was terrible. But then they, whenever they basically reestablished the MCU as, as Iron Man, they established it post the first one with the idea that there would be more than one. Right. Because And you can tell because as soon as they saw the success of the first one, they're like, okay, we have a formula for this. We can make this a success. So they brought they brought in the right writers, the right directors, the right actors, and they didn't just be like, you know, hey, here's a huge name because I, I don't think Scarlett Johansson was actually like um, a big name at the time. Whenever she right. came into Iron Man two, I think she was actually really kind of like just starting. Yeah, and, she was more in the uh, romantic movies. Right, and so then they put her into an action movie, and, and a lot of people in the the demographic that for Iron Man were like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I know I didn't. I mean, whenever I watched Iron Man, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm like, oh, she's yeah. Black Widow. That's cool. I, and I had no idea. I'd literally never seen her before in my life. That was the first, that was my first time I'd ever seen Scarlett Johansson in anything. Uh, and then, but they they went in after the first one with the idea that they were going to do all of this. And you could tell that whenever they released their Marvel movie uh, timeline uh, several years ago where they were right. like, we're going to do Iron Man 3 and then they were going to do Ant-Man, they were going to do Captain America, then we're going to do Black... I mean, they had them all like lined up in order. You know, the two Thor movies, etc. And so they they had a plan that at this point is culminating in Infinity War. Right. So, I mean, like, they basically got the one more movie to go. And then after that, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, at the, after that, they can do literally anything. Right. Hopefully they take over Star Wars. I mean, get that reality gem, dude. You know, I hope Kathleen Kennedy, I hope they just yanked the reins clean from her because she is a menace to Star Wars. <sighs> okay, now we're going to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> you then did it. I can't um, help it. Okay, so... If you don't know our take on Star Wars, I mean, we all kind of agree on this because we've discussed it in great length because fucking nerds. But, Force Awakens. Eh. It was... I, actually, I, I thought it was really good. I mean, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good start to a new, a new Star Wars series. I think it's unfortunate that they rehashed so many themes of A New Hope. It was, yeah, to me, that's all it was. It was a remake of A New Hope. I mean that's right, and that that was disappointing. I mean, like I think that like the I think they have like the right the right cinematography, the right characters, the right battle sequences. I mean, like I thought their characters in in Force Awakens were really great. I thought the the sequence of events was really great, but then whenever like you could draw very simple parallels between A New Hope and this one, I'm like that is kind of dumb, especially whenever like it culminates in the battle at Starkiller Base. I'm like that is actually fucking retarded. And I and I was sitting in the theater being like, really. I mean, I was hoping that whenever they said, like, you know, it's a planet ender, I hope it was, I was hoping it was going to be like a, a virus or like a bomb or anything other than literally a fucking, like, a bigger thing. fucking, a bigger yeah. Death Star. Oh, yeah, it was. A Death Star, a, a, like a shotgun y Death Star. It's a yeah, because, solar I mean, system star. I'm like, that is actually really fucking stupid. Yeah. It, I mean, as a standalone movie, I thought it was decent. But right. it being part of the, the storyline, it's like, okay, well. This is basically a polished version of A New Hope is all it was. But I, I did like the movie just because, standalone, it would have been pretty damn good. If A New Hope never existed, it would have been pretty damn good. Right. 
But, but I mean, it was—it's just unfortunate that like it was recycled themes. Yeah. I mean, hell, it was virtually fucking re- recycled scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my—that was my problem with it because I'm like, J.J. Abrams was a great director, and he's—he's very—he's um, very on the nose with what people want. And I'm like, did you really think that we wanted just a New Hope all over again? I'm like, this is how you're gonna start a new series with remaking the old one. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Right. I mean, they, they, they can, and it's unfortunate they continued that theme to, of, of remake in, in um, that garbage one, Last Jedi. Yeah. So now you know how I feel about The Last Jedi, which was weird because, I mean, we, we've talked about this before, so we won't go too far into detail with it, but I thought it was amazing when I first watched it. But on the car ride home, I was like, wait a second. I I actually pissed people off in the theater because as I was watching, I was like, that is stupid. And, and anytime Rose spoke, I was like, just shut up. Just shut your mouth. Just, sh- just shut the fuck up and go fix something. But I mean, like, all I want you to do is just turn the fuck around and go, I don't know, just take a, take a wrench and just bang on a conduit for like 10 minutes. And that is much more preferable to listening to your ham-fisted fucking lines. <laughs> I will do anything to have you cease to exist as a character right now because i mean like it and this is i, I was watching a, a few videos about how people were talking about how kathleen kennedy has almost purposely gone out of her way to ruin star wars because i mean she's quoted as saying that she doesn't care about male star wars fans hmm. and i'm like that's 80 percent of the fan base i'm uh, like that's 70. not only yeah that's most of the people who watch it i mean a, a healthy majority at the very least but i mean at the same time like anyone who ever like actually makes anything for media consumption you should always be concerned about what you're, I mean, I'm going to, I guess I use this term, your constituents are thinking. Because I mean, like if you're, if your consumer base is like, well, that's terrible. And you're like, well, I don't care about you. Why are you doing this? Like, why, why are you in this you business? Make, I mean, like then you're not going to make any money because no one's going to buy your shit now. Yeah. Like you're not an artist, you know, you don't just get to paint a picture and be like, oh, look, if you don't like it, then don't buy it. That one guy will, you know, this is. Right created for mass consumption <laughs> like, yeah. supposedly supposedly disney is uh, is is considering basically axing her from the uh the star wars project good because of her because of her blatant sjw um views on it mostly because like it it has gotten to the point where uh the last jedi has been so incredibly attacked for its obvious sjw themes that disney's like we are not doing that again Right. I mean, like, I'm like, yeah, you guys should have kind of screened it first <laughs> is all I'm saying. I mean, like, I can only imagine like a boardroom full of executives that probably just like think literally solely of themselves normally would probably watch that movie and be like, do you really think we'd let this go? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you're, you're basically talking about us. You know that, right? We, you know that we're not fucking stupid, right? <laughs> I mean, like, look at what we built. Do you think we we would be here if we were fucking stupid? Do it again, and you're fired. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, anybody would get fired doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Anybody. 
So it's like it's like you're making your presentation, and like the first the first two pages are like you know they're basically thematic to what you're supposed to be presenting. You know, let's just say like you know like you're you're uh, you're making a new microchip for a more a more advanced dildo, and so like the first two pages are like about like you know uh, vibrations per minute, and then like the third page is literally just like pictures of you fucking your boss's wife. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you're like, but I don't care what you think because I'm already in this position. You could be out of that position real You're soon. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you know about how we feel about Force Awakens. I equated no, Force, the, the Last Jedi. I equated the beginning scenes of the of the Last Jedi to a dildo presentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. But that being said. No, no, I got one more. You, you know what okay. it really made me mad about about the goddamn Last Jedi, and we're talking because we're talking about remaking uh, the previous movies. That's that that scene. It's very it's very brief, but fuck this guy in particular because they're, they're as at the end where like they're they're the walkers are coming and they're they're obviously lined up Hoth style. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's again, it's Empire Strikes Back. It's the opening scene of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and yeah. that stupid fuck reaches down and puts his fingers in the salt and goes. Eh. Had salt, had salt. You know, like to say, this isn't snow. Yeah, this is totally different than the other movie. This is totally <laughs> different. Like, I mean, like the fact that they were self-aware enough to be like, it's salt. You know, like they hadn't figured that out when they fucking landed and been like, oh, this is a practically a salt planet. It it's smells a, it's like a salt. salt. <laughs> I mean, it smells like salt. It feels like salt. I mean, like, you know, we, we have instruments. This is the fucking future. We can tell that it's goddamn salt. People have fucking been here before, so they know it's fucking salt. <laughs> and for some reason, this idiot decides that it's important for him to stick his fingers. Look, real talk. Okay, let's just say you land on an alien planet. You took two of your fingers, you stick it in the fucking soil, and you put it in your mouth. That's how aliens happens. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that is a, literally the fucking plot point of of the second fucking Covenant movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this happened. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I I was stunned, and I sat in the theater, and I'm like, I can't possibly be the one who's pissed off by this. <laughs> I mean, he clearly. They just were self-aware enough to be like, we know this is basically the second movie, but it's not the second movie, and now we're going to shove it in your face and fuck you. I mean, <laughs> God! <laughs> Making me so mad. Yeah. So, that's how we feel about that. Uh, however, Rogue One was really good. I really liked it. KSO is awesome. Alan Tudyk needs some kind of a fucking medal for his uh, voice acting at this point because uh, I didn't. I, I actually I knew it because I read the credits uh, and I. Did you know that he played the chicken in Moana? No. He played the chicken in Moana. Really? Mm-hmm. That is an incredible waste of star power. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you could have gotten an chicken noise, and just played it at different pitches. And replaced Alan Tudyk completely for much cheaper. <laughs> but <laughs> gotta pick up that Alan Tudyk dude. I just think it's. I mean, like, but like they don't even credit him. Like, oh, well, they credit him in the in the after credits. But I mean, like, you know, it wasn't like you know, I don't remember the girl's name. And you know, Dwayne Johnson and Alan Tudyk. I mean, like, as as hey hey the chicken. I mean, that, that <laughs> just wasn't happening. No, he's. He's fantastic. I like me some Alan Tudyk. Do you do you think that playing the chicken really advanced his career? 
think it opened new doors <laughs> to to barnyard animals. <laughs> to barnyard animals. Like, look, I need to get in on this Disney money. No? Yeah. I mean, Did what, you was, read it? what was he doing before then? Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He went from dodgeball to hey hey to Star Wars. So man, hey, maybe you know, building blocks, I guess. Yeah. Wait, I, you need a you need a homicidal robot. I can do homicidal robot. Look at my work in Moana. You you, you played it. You played a retarded chicken. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we really like Rogue One. So I mean, it's kind of like it came out staggered. It was like, eh, awesome. Shit. Like, okay, so I, I, the escalation was like, I mean, like, like you caught me here, eh? And then you got, I'm old. That's real good. But, but then you're like, you're like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so Solo's coming out soon. It I actually, feel about it. it actually looks like it could be good. I am, I am, I'm excited for Solo, except for the robot. Which one? The only robot, really. The, the one where she's like grabbing somebody by the face. I guess I didn't see that trailer. Uh, it's Lando's robot. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't think anything about it, but there was an article that I read where apparently this particular, first of all, her name's L three three seven, which just instantly oh. infuriates me. <laughs> I, there, there needs to be like a cutout scene where it everything just freezes, and pixelated shades come down, and she says, "Deal with it." Yeah, which <laughs> practically does. Um, her thing is that she is majorly interested in droid rights. X-Men? Much? <laughs> uh, uh, well, being as how she identifies as she, and she's interested solely in droid, droid rights and the advancement of how droids are super important and they need to be, you know, uh, have broader voices in the galaxy and they need to be taken care of better. I'm going to go with no. Okay, so... <laughs> How do you feel, Neil? How do you feel? Tell, tell, me, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts on that, baby. How do you feel? It fucking infuriates me, dude. I really hope it's such a <laughs> tiny little blip. Like, oh, okay, that's how you feel? I, All right, I hope that it's being massively like broken out of context. I do, truly. Like, really, I just... How does that help the story? <laughs> like, come on now. I do like this, though. Um, uh, I saw an interview uh, with uh, Donald Glover, the guy that's playing Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he talking about how it you know, feels way different to be a part of the Disney slash Star Wars fan. The interviewer asked him at the end, he's like, remember that video I showed you, his uh, This Is America video? Frank talking yeah. to you do you remember that no, video? I, thought, I, thought you were, I thought you were talking about the interview i'm like i'm like um, no do you remember weird. i was like that's weird that he would ask him about his own video do you remember the this is america yeah, video? Yeah. okay yeah so they asked him about that like if he, he could explain parts of it and he's just like no <laughs> he's like i'm not explaining any of it i think it takes away from uh whatever message you want to take away from it so not explaining any of it. What do you? How does that make you feel? You ever think? You ever think that there are like um, overly pretentious people say shit like that that they actually don't have a theme for it? That's the thing though. Is like he's 
He's never been pretentious like that. He's a very uh, humble actor for the most part because um, he's very forthcoming about everything that he does and straight up comedian too. So like he, but I, I don't seem pretentious at all. I just, I oh, I'm not saying that he is pretentious, but he says saying that is that is exceptionally pretentious. Just like the way the way that he's approaching that that particular answer it just to me it's like it's less and it's less answering and it's more dodging and it's you know do you even have a theme do you <laughs> the, even know the, what you were trying to say the way you said it though i mean it wasn't like no you know it was like <laughs> nah sorry dude that's i i can't do that because i think it would take away from the video it's basically so i i can appreciate that because i don't you don't want to get all preachy in a freaking interview he made well, the piece. You take it as you want. <laughs> sure. I mean, and I, I can understand him not wanting to discuss it in, in particular uh, during uh, Star Wars. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, like not not relevant. You know, I mean, like if you had asked me if we were doing like a music interview or whatever, then, you know, that'd be one thing. But I mean, this isn't this is not this is not that we're talking about solo. I mean, like, no, you know, this is America. Zero relevance to that. Right. None. Well, I mean, one of the things the interview asked was he's like, Listen, you're now playing Lando Carrizian. You've got the number one song in the world lately, uh, this last week. He's like, you seem to be doing pretty well. And then he segued to that. And I'm like, he's like, nah, that's okay. I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. Um, so Disney. You know there, Frank. I'm actually trying to read about um, L337. Confirmed, her name is L337, by the way. I kind of don't want to see this movie now. <laughs> um, and, and they said that uh, they, they wanted her to self-identify as being a shield. She, given that most of the that, that galaxy is comprised almost exclusively featured of male droids. No, they're not. They don't have I genders. I, I know they're one, not. For two, and... they're... <laughs> There are several droids in the galaxy that have female voices. Freaking right in episode one. Yeah. Uh, the droids that deliver Padme's babies. Come on. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm really kind of like, sure. And, and while we're on the subject, so you want... Battle droids to recognize as women, huh? To to identify as women. So you want to see them getting slaughtered by Jedi? Oh yeah, okay. Now we're gonna have a whole different conversation on our hand. Oh man, you're killing all the girl ones, but not the boy ones. Shut up. <laughs> they, they are equal opportunity targets for lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. I I just I mean like <laughs> I, I think mostly because like I'm sort of like I guess I'm because like her be, like her having a female voice, her wanting to be an individual right i'm i'm completely fine with that but it's like why why be this obvious parallel to women's rights uh-huh what's the what i mean like again you know the the one movie that so far hasn't fucking done it was rogue one right which has had the sjw bleed through and, and i don't understand what the like what I mean, like yeah, I know we talked about Kathleen Kennedy doing doing this shit anyway, but I mean, like what 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 is the what is the purpose in in basically, you know, muddying 
uh, a legacy, a potentially like great legacy movie for 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 this stupid garbage. I'm hoping that, like like you said, I'm hoping that it's just like, you know, it's like a very brief thing, and then it, it doesn't matter anymore. And like you know, like I I'm interested in droids, rights. Boom, done over. Okay, cool. And then we go on with like being you know Han being Han and Lando being Lando, and they do a bunch of hijinks and Chewie's awesome. And, and and I hope that it never comes up again. I wish it's it didn't come up at they all. Have like this but... huge fucking paragraph. They got this huge fucking paragraph in this article where she's like basically monologuing about droid rights, and and it's 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 basically if you took if you took Emma Watson's little speech to the UN and then just replaced women with droid, it was it's pretty much the same speech. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not every movie has to be a mirror of real life. Come on. We go to the, see the movies to get away it's from the shit. Star Wars. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Like, why the fuck do you think I'm watching Star Wars and not going to watch the fucking news? See, okay, I'd like to revisit Black Panther, by the way, because we were... I still haven't seen it. We, you need to see it. Look, okay, so we were picking it apart based on people's reviews in a previous podcast, okay? And it well, was can I can I can I explain that briefly because I want I want people to be completely aware of exactly why we did it that way. Right. Well, hold on. Okay. So before we went to go see Black Panther, or before I went to go see Black Panther, there was a shitstorm of uh social media back and forth about race and about um it was it was basically two sides of the same coin, white supremacy and black supremacy. And a whole lot of fighting in between. So that's all we were going off before we gave the movie a chance. That being said, go ahead, Frank. So like, the reason why we were doing it that way is because I didn't want to go see a movie that was so incredibly like divisive on a, on a subject with the material that, I, that I'm it's fairly nearly near and dear to my heart because I really love Black Panther as a character, and, and so I didn't want to I didn't want to go give it money if it all of it was doing was race pandering and it was being noticeably vile to a particular group of people with really no regard for thematic thematic necessity. So I mean I, I didn't really I didn't really appreciate that. And the reason why we were able we were saying what we were and the position that we took on it was because. We, you know, because I read, I read multiple media outlets. I read some from, uh, I read some from Washington Post. I read some from uh, the Roots. Shut up, Neil. I read some from, uh, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry, uh, CNN, and I, I, I can't remember the last outlet I read it from. But they, you know, it was basically two, two sides were written from. I, I mean, like I'm hesitant to say, but I will anyway. Uh, a black perspective, then two were written from white perspective, and and they were both. The, the the ones from the white perspective were decrying the movie for the same things that the black perspective was uh, praising the movie for, which was um, a they were calling it an open uh, the open denigration of of white America, and uh, you know really kind of uh, being nasty to uh, Caucasian people universally, and, and I'm like well that is kind of shitty actually because there is no reason in the world that that should be taking place. Like there's no, I mean, I cannot, I cannot fathom the thought process that was like, you know what we should do? We should take a particular, uh, a particular group of people and just, just shit all over them for, for literally nothing and, and, and go completely against the, the theme and, and mode of, of uh, Black Panther as a character. So I was like, I really don't want to, I don't want to be 
part of that to the the demonization of a character that I that I like that's so uh, anathema to what he actually normally believes in. That's like if I had known that Ben Affleck's fucking character and Dawn of Justice was going to be a goddamn murderer, I wouldn't have gone to go see fucking Dawn of Justice. But I didn't know it until I got there, and all of a sudden he's killing motherfuckers, and I'm like, all right, well now I'm pissed off, and now that you're doing it at the end of the fucking movie, I mean, not that I wasn't already pissed off whenever I got to that point anyway, but whatever. But that was that was the reasoning that we had behind the original podcast because we there and we we did make that pretty clear that it was a lot of supposition on our part because we hadn't seen it yet, and you know I, mean, I still haven't seen it, but you know anyway, go ahead. That all being said, I saw the movie and I loved the movie. I mean, I'll I'll be real with you, it followed a pretty standard Marvel formula. I mean, the pacing of the movie was yeah pretty generic in terms of. Uh, what all the other Marvel movies are, so there's really no surprises. But it did none of that. In fact, it did the exact opposite. Like, all of the characters had integrity. They, they, they fought for what they believed in. And it wasn't like, I'm better than you. It was, I don't think this group is being represented well enough, or I don't think that... You know, the the villain is, he grew up on the streets, he was, uh, his father was murdered, um, and he swore to get not only revenge, but also to make it so that the people that live on the streets don't have to do that every day, because it's rough for them. And from that point of view, you can kind of, kind of understand him, okay? It's not black or white, it's... Hey, I don't like <laughs> I don't like growing up poor. But the the race card came up because that area was predominantly black. Okay? That being said, what does the hero of the movie do? The hero of the movie says, "Man, that sucks, but you're a murderous, you know, fuckhead." And I get what you're saying, but can you stop killing people, please? Maybe maybe we're doing it all wrong because you know Black Panther and and where where the uh, he resides is in Wakanda. Wakanda is very sealed off from the rest of the world. Okay, so they choose to be isolated. They have technology. They have all the best shit in the world. Yet they're still kind of warring with themselves inside the bubble. So it it doesn't matter if. They're blocked off from the rest of the world because they're still having conflict inside the bubble. So, I mean, that's pretty much the point of the, the, the movie is that you can isolate yourself all you want. You're still going to have problems. Might as well just share with the rest of the world and make a better human race, basically. But the backlash this movie got from all the social media, it was very much so misplaced, in my opinion. I mean... They they took scenes from the movie which Frank had uh, described to me uh, that was solely about shaming white people, but it wasn't. I mean, it was it was yeah, it was a room full full of black people barking at a white guy, but it was because they're tribal and he's an outsider. Sure, he has white skin, but why did you have to put a race card on that? Why did you have to? Blow that up to something it's not. Just to fit your narrative? So, 
if you have those reservations about Black Panther, don't. Go see it, please. And keep an open mind, because it's a fantastic movie. Frank. I, I want to see it. I mean, like, I always said I wanted to see it anyway. I mean, I, I had a lot of concerns. Um, obviously mirrored very similar to what uh, Neil was saying about it. And I think that... I think that the pro the social media problems of the movie are predominantly because of the cast almost almost a hundred percent like you know because I mean from what from what it's been described and from what I've seen in Infinity War, I can see where they wanted to go with it and what the writers were intending, but then like you had some of the people that were actually taking part in the movie were feeding the media frenzy of of race division. And I'm like, that's wonderful. That's because that was a lot of my exposure to it was, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm curious about like, you know, how, how true that is. And it was like, oh, we have a, you know, we have like this um, moment with Chadwick Boseman and whatever. And then like, you know, he was like, yeah, we're making this movie, you know, uh, by black people for black people. I'm like, uh, mm. that's weird. Yeah. And that's also not really fair. And then like uh, the chick that plays um, uh, Michonne was in it and she plays his uh, bodyguard. And oh, yeah, she that was is on, <laughs> yeah, and she was on, she was on Good Morning America, and she was saying, and she, and she flat said, "This is what Africa would be like if uh, uh, white colonialization hadn't taken place." And I'm like, "No, not even close." I mean, so like <laughs> the fact that like you're even saying that blows my mind, and like really kind of goes to show the the lack of thought education and uh critical thinking necessary for someone to actually make a statement even remotely close to something like that because she obviously doesn't know shit about shit and she should shut up and just make her fucking movie and the fact that i mean it just makes me mad that she even felt like she needed to do that right it's it's really just stirring the pot is all it's doing you're right. pouring I'm gasoline not, on an already misplaced fire right i mean it's 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 insane yeah you're probably right yeah. steph she says it'd be as dysfunctional as the rest of the Western civilization. I mean, it really False. doesn't. Huh? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. Well, we've got a little bit of everything. But, I mean, it doesn't. Look, somebody's got to lose for somebody to win. And that's how it is pretty much in a capitalist state. And even in, even in not a capitalist state, I mean, it doesn't matter. Somebody wants to be on top, so somebody has to be on the bottom. And, it's finite resources. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, there's there's only so much, and someone's gonna get some. Someone's gonna get none. And you can blame it on anything: skin color, location doesn't matter. All matters is most of human nature is I'm gonna get mine. You better get yours if there's any left after I got mine. That's that's how it works because you care about you, you care about your immediate family, and the rest of the people. Oh well, mm -hmm. that sucks. You know, I mean, and that that's terrible. But human nature. So to to slap other labels on it and to, and to pretend it's something that it's not, I think is harmful to the the issue as a whole because it's not. This isn't fair. It's well, that's what the picture is, anyways. It's you don't like me because I have a different color skin. You don't like me because I didn't grow up in that area. You don't like me because I don't have this last name. Like it, it's. It's basically, hey, I started with money, I was smart, and I kept my money, and I made more money, and not my problem. So and here, here's the thing about like about Black Panther that 
that I find I find amusing and and interesting in the in the in the concept of the uh, this is what this is what Africa would be like if if we had if they had been completely cut off from uh, colonialization. So like the premise of the movie is is that Wakanda T'Challa wants to take Wakanda out of isolationism and and bring it to the rest of the world and let it commingle with everything. So and, and then there are forces at work that don't want that. But look at look at Wakanda at it as itself. It's tribal. It's anachronistic. Uh, I mean, like you have people, you have like this this incredible technology, but then you have people still having to hand weave everything in order, like the lower the lower classes have to hand weave everything in order to survive. Right. So I mean, like, what exactly is so like top shelf about that? Yeah, it's the same so, I mean, concept like, as the rest of the world. Yeah, so I mean, like, let's just say, let's just like take Wakanda, and then we'll put it versus, I don't fuck any any city in New York, any, any city in the world. Let's just say New York. Yeah. So then, like, you have you have less people in Wakanda than you do in New York City. So then, but you've got people in flying cars, and you've got people uh, that have a literal fucking force fields and capes that can make force fields, and they got spears that shoot fucking lasers, but. In, you know, in in Wakanda, you have you have people in the city that are under the king's gate, under the king's gaze, where things are supposed to be utopian, that are living in fucking dirt huts, walking around barefoot, have you know have to hand weave their own baskets, hand weave their own clothes, and then compared to like say like New York, where pretty much everybody is pretty much got shoes in their feet, more or less have full bellies. I mean, like the percentage. The, the percentage of poverty per capita of, of New York versus Wakanda would be fucking staggering. Right. And that's so, something I mean, like, they... I mean, like, what, what part of this looks good? I mean, like, what part of this makes Wakanda look, like, fucking fantastic? They literally fight to the fucking death to determine who is going to be king. Right. And that's, that's one of the things, like, they kind of glossed over. I mean, they didn't really do a whole lot of focusing on the poorer people in Wakanda. They'd focus of on the technology. Of course they did. They're not super fucking heroes. I mean, like right. they don't they don't matter. You know what they are? They're fucking casualties in the background. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing. I mean, and that's to me that's fine. But I mean, if you're going to talk about the broader social spectrum of the implications that this movie is going to be, you need to look at the whole fucking thing dead in the face and don't tell me that the goddamn movie would, is about what it's would be like if if fucking Africa had never been colonized. Because if that's the case, it's still shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a monarchy you know <laughs> it's i mean and it's a bad monarchy because i mean like you have a monarchy you have like you have kind of like a, they have like a shit feudal society because you have the king and then you have a whole bunch of outlying feudal lords that are only vassally actually attached to the king in any way he has to call to them like the lords of the realm ask them to help him in time of crisis they don't fucking have to they can say nah fuck you because they're all still clan based so, like, you still have inner, interspersed clan warfare nonstop. It would be like if you had the United States broken up into different gangs, but you had one overgang, and that overgang is yelling at everybody else, dude, we're about to toss around on Canada. I need you guys to show up. And, like, the California gang's like, nah, fuck you, dude. I mean, it, it, that's, not, that's not a system of leadership. Right. I mean, it's just you have one guy who is at the central pillar and then everybody else around him. And if that central 100%. pillar, yeah, if that, if that, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a literal representation of the 1%. Let's just say like, let's just say T'Challa is a douchebag and he, and he needs to rally the troops. They, they can do like pretty much what happened to, I believe it was Henry VIII where all the other Lords of Rome be like, nah, <laughs> you can fight your own war. 
and they they wouldn't offer support. So then there's T'Challa with with as a, as a centralized government has virtually no defenses on his own. But then you have everybody else as what he depends on to be the main bulk of his army. So okay, now you've got your tribes broken up. They fucking hate you. Your people are fucking starving. Well done. Thank God. Thank God colonization didn't touch this place. <laughs> Even though it, it's like 99% of the problems that we already solved almost a thousand fucking years ago. Dude, just play like... By socializing. Yeah, play... What's, what's the name of that game? Spore. Okay? You start out an amoeba. You go up and you like... You're just, a, you're just wandering, alright? And then you figure out, hey, we could, uh, we could do better if we stuck together. You form tribes. And then you're like, hey, we could do even better if we made, like, cities and shit. <laughs> like, and it just yeah. kept on growing because you, you share information. You give a little and take a little. It's called coexisting for the greater good. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, 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 multi, it's multicultural exchange between different civilizations just because, like, one civilization has better technology than the other, and then they take ideas from that one, and then their society becomes better. And then, like, they all kind of, like, you know, mixed together. And here, I mean, here, in real talk, Wakanda, if, if let's just say like, you know, because the whole premise is that a magic rock fell from the sky and it <laughs> uh, made, gave them vibranium. So then everything they have is vibranium. The, also, the premise is that thousands of years they would have been able to make this giant utopian society off of one fucking piece of vibranium rock, vibranium comet that, I mean, like that they make buildings, they make buildings, shields, robots, fucking everything out of and somehow there was enough of that comet to go around to make all this. I don't think that's true. But also, they make a shield that can, okay, no, they make a shield that can stop fire and smoke, all right? Stick with me. My story gets better. I think I know where you're going, but go on. Do you know what greenhouse gases are? They're like air particles and smoke and things. And periodically and throughout this movie, this movie and uh, in, in Infinity War, you see people lighting fire, scandalous. I mean, whew, and they have livestock. Oh, my God, shut it down. We are going to tear a hole in our bodies. Because, like, so you got a big fucking dome and you want to remain perpetually sealed off from everybody? That place would be a complete shit pile, Literally, because, I mean, like, the air would be toxic. Okay, you're in a whole different direction, but no, no, no. I, I saying, know where like, you're going. If, I get in there. If air, if air is inc- if if air particles or dust particles or smoke particles are incapable of escaping that little dome, and they have kept it perpetually sealed up to this point, except for the brief fucking moment whenever uh, T'Challa's dad left to go to the sign the the, the accords, the place would be literally gray. The, It'd be the, like the, the death, Los the, the Angeles. Death toll would be, yeah, the death toll would be catastrophic because I mean you'd have babies being stillborn nonstop. Right. I mean, like just just the amount of the, the amount of uh, pollutions, carcinogens, everything else in the area. Now, and then, God forbid, God forbid, some guy goes out for like a smoke or or can't see real well, so he lights a torch and the whole fucking thing explodes and just turns into like this giant snow, like hellfire snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like man. Listen, if we're gonna get all specific here, how did if it if it's the hardest uh, element on Earth and it can resist fire. How did they forge it? How did they melt it? How did they do anything with it? Well, you can run you can run current through metal 
in a because like the idea behind vibranium is that you hit it and it absorbs and dissipates blunt force shock right but there is but like if you heat it that's not blunt force shock okay see what i'm saying so i mean like fire though well no it it resists fire for a bit okay and probably it has probably you'd have to incredibly superheat it i mean it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't quite be like you know, forging Thor's hammer, but I mean, like, it would be, it'd have to be hot. <laughs> Speaking of and which, sweaty. Now, okay, and this is, we're going on tangent here, but I don't care because, uh, <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's all Disney, so whatever, deal with it. Um, I've always been confused. I'm going to ask you, Frank, because you're a huge nerd, bigger than I am. Um, Both literally and, and figuratively. So, you know, in the X-Men universe, which is also Marvel, which also can coexist with the Avengers, um, the big metal there is adamantium, right? Right? Yes. And then in the Avengers area, it's all about vibranium. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the difference between the two metals there? I mean, like, adamantium is supposed to be one of the strongest metals on Earth, and vibranium, right. tell, tell me. Tell me all about it. So the difference is that that, that adamantium is is man made. Oh. So a vibranium actually came, like vibranium was part of the comet that landed in Wakanda. That's one of the reasons why vibranium is so rare. The difference is that like adamantium can take a lick and keep on ticking, and it is one of the hardest metals on the planet. Actually, is the hardest metal on the planet. Uh, but it is it's man made. It's synthetic. It's manufactured. So then, it, and it also can be used in different ways, which is one of the reasons why they were able to make Weapon X uh, the way that they did, because they grafted it directly onto his bones, because they were able to make it a liquid, and then, you know, and then they added a catalyst, and then it made it, a, thereby made it a solid. Uh, then you have vibranium, which is uh, an, an, a natural, a natural occurring metal, and the difference between the two is that the way the vibranium molecules are constructed, that blunt forces dissipate it. So, like, it's not that it's, it's not harder than adamantium it's that what it does with the impacts that are given to it are it's different because like so say like you know if you hit wolverine with a hammer aside from that he's gonna scream and get really pissed off (laughs) right (laughs) that was funnier in my head but like if you hit him if you hit adamantium with a hammer it's just gonna go bing and then but it's still gonna ring and it's still gonna vibrate and all that kind of shit but like if you took like a running leap at captain america and you swung up a huge fucking uh, uh, hammer at Captain America's shield, it would basically hit the shield and then stop immediately. Oh. Because all the forward motion and all the impact would be dissipated outward or, or just completely canceled out entirely. Whereas like with, with Wolverine, like you'd hit him and then he'd keep going because <laughs> you hit him with a hammer and the force will continue to travel through, but it's not going to break the, the, the adamantium. Right. Okay. The more Nerd we know. <laughs> the more you know. And as, as you're telling me that, Steph links me a whole article on the difference between vibrating and adamantium. I'm pretty sure I could have read that. But, you know, why do that when we got Frank? He reads things. <gasps> Thanks. <laughs> See, there you go. That's your thing. <laughs> I mean, we already knew that, like, my thing was that, like, I read. And- <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, if we're going to be real, as far as production value, that is a very, very poor contribution. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do research. We need that thing. 
Alright, so... How has Disney not been uh, hit with an antitrust or anti-monopoly yet? Like, tell me, tell me how. Because they are, they don't, they don't have a monopoly on a movie industry. Like, here's the thing: like, there are other movie industries, and and I think one of the the thing about entertainment is that it is not it's not necessary and okay. anyone and anyone can do it so say the difference between like you know whenever you have AT&T and uh, is trying to purchase Time Warner and that would give them access to just an unbelievable amount of not only media outlets but also uh you know like fiber optic lines uh internet providers and that would give them like an 80% an 80% overall ownership of telecommunications in America that is practically a monopoly but that's actually something that you need in order to practically live in this day and age you need your internet you need to be able to have communications and then if they had that they could levy an unfair amount an unfair uh an unfair price on you as a consumer for you to be able to use your service but disney is is an entertainment conglomerate and anyone can make a movie Disney does not have the power to prevent you from watching or publishing a movie. They can only own more and more. And because you don't require it, the metals must be forged equally and distributed equally for everyone. I want for 2020, Bernie 2020, he needs adamantium cloth. I don't, <laughs> I want, I just want to be made of metal and I want to win the primaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then, so then, if Disney owns if Disney owns eighty percent of of entertainment, that's that's extremely broad and far reaching because there's no way for them because then because then you have like you have literally anything can be entertainment, you know, right? Like dog fighting can be entertaining. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I mean, Disney isn't going to want to own that. They're not going to own that. Then you have independent movie theaters. You have independent movie groups. You have theater groups. Disney isn't going to own those. There always will be entertainment somebody can produce somewhere. But in the case of a monopoly, you have a you have a specific good or service that is being controlled by one source that cannot be compared to the rest of the sources and thereby doesn't practically exist. So say let's take telecommunications. So you have fiber optic. AT&T owns all the fiber optic in let's just say 75-80% of the United States. They you 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 have no option other than to go to AT&T period. I mean, you have to pay their prices. So then like your internet went from 80 bucks a month to $300 a month because they fucking can. And you have absolutely no say in it whatsoever because it's our company. It's our service. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it. Right. Even though, but you practically require it. But then like with Disney, it's like, you know, you can pay, you know, $36 for a single fucking star Wars DVD. And we're going to raise the price because it's the unmastered version where Han actually shot first. And then, <laughs> Or you can go down to your local theater group and you can watch Othello for like the 600th time. Because there's ostensibly no difference between, between the forms of entertainment because it is entertainment and it's impossible to own an idea. But, you know, with, with Time Warner, with, you know, ATT being purchasing Time Warner, you can effectively own an entire thing. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does, actually. 
Thanks for that explanation, Frank. You did such a fantastic job. I try, you know. I mean, I feel like I feel like I feel like I should have been a teacher, except for I don't have the patience for it. I feel so much smarter now. I feel like you are fucking making fun of me, and I want to fight you. No, I'm not, baby. I love you. <laughs> Listen, okay. So, no, I actually really wanted to know that because uh, they're basically their own sovereign nation at this point. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm waiting for when they create their own, you know man-made island and we can move there cool do you know they call you know they'll call it disneyland i thought you're gonna come up with something a little bit more clever than that i'm actually pretty disappointed no, but I mean, right like, now they can call it disneyland and they just they're gonna pick up the entire thing of disneyland the entire thing rip it right <laughs> out of the ground and just move it <laughs> you want to come here you have to get on the disney cruise <laughs> <laughs> You have to sit there and get jerked off by Goofy in order to get on the island. <laughs> and then they'll uh, buy out Mars and uh, Disney World. You have yeah. to come. You want to come here? You have to get on the Disney Cruise spaceship. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Virgin's doing. They're making the SpaceX before uh, before Disney can. Kelly and Floor, they're just waiting for the states to fall. <laughs> yeah, they'll just separate. Alaska but... can come too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, disclaimer here. Oh God! We're gonna talk about Infinity War. Oh! If you haven't seen it yet, we'll see you later. Oh, we just remember we love you. Hold on. Is it? Is it? There it is. Didn't even play the music. Didn't even oh. hear it one more time. <laughs> there are spoilers ahead. So. Oh man, Kyle! Uh, need... uh, everybody gone. Look what you've done. You've killed everyone. Or fifty well, percent of them. At least we warned you. We love you. Listen to this after you watch the movie. Yeah, go back and give it a watch, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. But before I go, for the people that are about to leave. Let me give you going away music. No, <laughs> he doesn't care enough. All right, that's enough of that. So, okay, <laughs> we gave you plenty of time. There's no turning back now. All right, so how good was Infinity War? It was so good. Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it twice already, and I and I really, if I had if I had the ability to be able to go by myself, I would I would go see it a third, fourth, fifth, fucking sixth time. God damn, that movie was good. I'd love to go see it again. I I, I was blown away by it. it was so you know what good. you could do if you if you ever actually pick up your phone, do you have friends in the area who actually would probably go see it with you? Yeah, but that, I I need that I need time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you need to answer your phone too. Oh, here we go. You're on Kyle's side. <laughs> <laughs> I was but washing like, the dogs. What am I not on Kyle's side? That's true. You guys are besties. I'm just the third wheel. I knew it. No, no, no. You're the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. One of the things that you said before uh, you watched Infinity War was you're really excited because if they're going to stay true to the comics, which they did, by the way. Everybody's going to be so 
upset. <laughs> and guess what? They were. There were people crying in the theater. It was glorious. I drank up their tears. I. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. I mean, like, I think, you know. Oh, so we already did the massive spoilers. The there was a girl that sat. The second time I went to go see, there was a girl that sat right behind me, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I could barely contain myself, because she's, you know, in the very beginning, Loki gets killed. So like, you know. Loki just bleh, breaks his neck, and I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm, I'm, that's wonderful!" Because I know all the all the girls in this in this audience are are just about ready to start bursting into tears. But the girl behind me starts getting all like worked up and all misty, and she's like, oh, "That's okay, at least I still have Groot." And I'm like, "Oh, you sweet summer child." And I, and then at the end, when Groot turns to dust, this bitch dissolves into tears. And I was like, I was like, "Drink it up." <laughs> Oh, you misery. Oh, I just, oh, God. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, like, the, you know, when I love, I love that we, because, like, this, this, this movie reflects the comic so deeply because the thing that was so wonderful about Thanos in the comic was exactly what was so wonderful about him in this movie in that he is huge, imposing, incredibly fucking powerful dangerous beyond words and we have up to this point had the superhero i guess schema in that the heroes fight they have an insurmountable uh force and then eventually through teamwork and whatever they overcome it not this time motherfucker (laughs) uh nope you know I mean, that's the thing that was in the comic because, like, you know, up to this point, the Avengers never lost. You know, they just there was win, 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 and then Thanos comes in and literally flatlines the whole fucking team. I mean, like, he just straight up kills members of the Avengers. No big deal. Hell, hold on, I'm gonna pull up my big old purple dick and beat you to death with it. And that the fact that they kept true to that, the opening scene, it was amazing because you know, so pre Loki death. You know, he, he's got the, he's, you know, talking to Thanos. He goes, well, we have a Hulk. And then Hulk comes out and then tackles Thanos. And then Thor and, and Loki are like, yeah. And the people in theater were like, oh, hell yeah. And then, you know, he's going to get his ass whipped by the Hulk. And the next thing you know, Thanos stands up and he's overpowering the Hulk in pure brute force and then beats the Christ out of him to the point where the Hulk doesn't show up for the rest of the fucking movie. And, and it was, it was incredible because this, I think what was so important about that being like the opening scene is that the Hulk was always like the trump card. You know, like I mean, when shit really hits the fan, the Hulk comes out. And then right. the Hulk gets bigger, better, stronger, and then he just kind of like evens the playing field. And then you're like, oh my God, okay, you know, he, he's unstoppable. Then there's Thanos, who only has one of the Infinity Stones at this point. Right. And literally knocks Hulk the fuck out in a straight up fist bite. Yeah. No big deal. Because I mean, like at this point, he has so little power. He is practically just Thanos. I mean, it's, it's, he's just the Titan. And I mean, like, I mean, just the Titan. <laughs> but, I mean, Titans, were, Titans being a race of people, he's not that much different than being a mortal, one of the mortal races. Right. So then now he only has the one stone, and he just straight up obliterates the Hulk. And it was brutal and wonderful. And I'm like, this was fucking awesome. That would a good way to start this movie, to be like, you know that thing that you thought was going to save everyone? 
Nope. Nope. That's Sorry. crazy too, is because like watching the end of Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok, like it was so epic. Oh man, the Asgardians got away and uh, they they survived Ragnarok, you know. Wah, wah. Uh, and then literally like as like there was really no time in between that and Infinity War. That, that was literally the next scene, and yeah. it was like, oh man, we escaped the danger. That was Hela and Ragnarok. Holy shit! We just got fucking massacred. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they left they left a massacre to get to a massacre. I mean it was like, do you want to get do you want to get killed on Asgard by Hela or do you want to get killed in space by Thanos? Apparently, you want to get killed in space by Thanos. Super. <laughs> what what stone did he have when he was fighting the Hulk? Was it power? Power. Yeah, he had the power stone. Where did he get that from? I can't remember. Uh, what? he got it from Xandar. Xandar. Which one was Xandar? Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, remember the the big um. Do you remember Glenn, uh, Glenn Close and John C. Riley in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the the planet that they save in the first one? Yes, that's Xandar. Oh, so he invaded so he, there. He invaded there and he murdered half the population before he left. Oh, they said that in the um, whenever they talked about because Thor because uh, Thor when he's talking to the Guardians, they're like, well, "How did he get that stone?" They're like, well, he 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 goes, "What you haven't heard." Heard what? And he says Thanos told me that whenever he he got that stone by by breaking open the vaults in Xandar, and then before he left, he he executed half the population, and then they're like, uh, because that's like practically where they live, right? And they try to protect that planet, and like fifty percent of the people died, on basically on their watch, right? I mean, that that's <laughs> the, the I like how this movie unfolds because. There's two points in the movie in which this all could have been avoided. I mean, well, not all of it, but most of it. Okay. Star Lord. Oh God, I know. Being a fucking idiot. Getting all that's like bad girl. Yeah, yeah. that's like his character, though. And then Thor, and his hubris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was always Thor's biggest weakness was hubris. Right. I mean, to be fair, he's a god. I mean, he's virtually indestructible, and I mean, he pretty much laid Thanos low at the very end of the movie. Whenever he got Storm- Stormbreaker, I mean, so I mean, the the Mjolnir replacement is is truly unbelievably powerful. Even in the comics, like whenever he gets the goes axe over over hammer, he's incredibly powerful with it. I mean, he's incredibly powerful fucking normally, but I mean, like, right. let alone whenever Thanos has like all all of the Infinity Stones, and you might as well just fucking throw all your shit down and just be like, ah. Just kill everyone. What? Well, fuck it. Whatever. I I think one of the things that I did find interesting in in this movie is the is the amount of people that Thanos decided not to kill. Right. Because like just... in in the comic, he he like he was like, "Are you getting in my way?" So I like to kill people a lot. <laughs> so you gonna die? See so you gonna die? But like in this one, they because Thanos got retconned at one point um, years ago. Not years ago. Like maybe three, four years ago, where you went from Thanos that that was, like I guess, Golden Age Thanos in Marvel, where he just appeared, and the original incarnation of the Infinity War, he already had all the stones. So, I mean, like, there wasn't this, like, Thanos has one, and then he tries to get all of them. He just, he showed up with them. Right. I mean, like, he appeared with the Infinity Stones, and then proceeded to just, just take, you know, uh, Earth's Defenders and just put them in the ground. And, uh, but in, in at, at one point, they made a standalone comic series of Thanos where they tried to basically explain or try to give him more of a backstory other than just 
is bad guy because that was that was one of the things about Thanos versus a lot of other Marvel characters is that he didn't really have a backstory. It was just Thanos is incredibly powerful and you don't know what you are fucking with. Right. And that because like you know like I said up to this point the Avengers hadn't had anything that they'd fought that they couldn't beat, and then Thanos shows up and just literally just obliterates everybody with absolutely no no fuss no muss no bother. Yeah, no so effort. then whenever they retconned him, they actually tried to give Thanos like some kind of like some kind of an uh, a pathos and and some kind of a uh, an agenda that wasn't just being you know I want to kill half the universe right like I'm strong and want to court Lady Death by killing you know fifty percent of the universe and then not be noticed and then have her marry Deadpool anyway. uh so then you know in this comic series you find out that you know the people from titan are beautiful and they are just like they're basically angels because they live practically forever and they are super science beyond the understanding of mere morals to the point where you know as as arthur c clark says it's indistinguishable from magic and and so that was that was what and he was considered by people on titan to be uh assholes and elbows above everyone else intellectually right i mean he was hyper intelligent he was uh, a botanist and he was dedicated to life he loved life and he loved things to live but he was he was purple and he was deformed and his, so his parents hated him and they constantly wanted him to die all the time but he had friends and and you know the planet was starting to suffer and he came to discover that it's because again like he says in the movie too many mouths to feed not enough to go around so then, you know, because of the hardships that he'd gone through, he was like, I have it. I have a plan. Let's just, you know, ice half the people and then the planet will continue to grow. It's just like, you know, uh, cutting the branches off of a tree. The tree has to be able to grow. You have to set fire to, you know, a forest periodically to clear out the underbrush. Otherwise, the trees will be able to flourish and prosper and the forest will die. It's the same principle, except for like, you know, humans or lives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, sentient beings. And and so they called him the Mad Titan for it. And then he got pissed off and just decided Dude, instead of fifty percent, he killed everyone. Oh. So, you know, I mean, in order to make an omelet, you gotta be the last <laughs> Titan. And so, <laughs> and he, so I mean, but like you know, because of like his because of technology, because of his physiology, he was our, he he was pra- he was effectively a god right. anyway. And, and then he decided that he was going to cover the Infinity Stones, and then he basically subjugated the Kree. And now he has an enormous army because it's an entire race of people literally dedicated to fighting. Kree, isn't uh, that the alien race that uh, merged with Ms. Marvel? Yeah, the original Ms. Mar- uh, the original Marvel, right? Is one? It was a was a Kree that she had fused with, and then uh, Karen <laughs> got. Her got Marvel's power, and she became Miss Marvel. Ah. And the Kree, remember in the the first Avengers movie, the the giant um, worm, and then all the little uh, crazy super soldiers. Yes, that that's the Kree. Oh, well, all right. Ding. <laughs> we come back. All right, so I mean. Nice backstory on Thanos. That was that was good. 
Um, I well, did I mean, like what, it made it made it so that whenever like he does shit in the movie, like it's not just like like I said, am bad guy. So I mean, like whenever he actually has an emotional moment, and you actually feel a connection to it. So I like I appreciate that they went for a Thanos that fucking means something right. versus a Thanos that is just like an overarching bad guy that is just too swole to control. Right. Because <laughs> that's just a character that you're just not going to care about. Yeah. I mean, and just the way the movie ended, I mean, he, he achieved his goal. I mean, he did what he set out to do, and he's like, ah, this is good. <laughs> you know? I mean, mm-hmm. so, I, I don't know. I mean, he, the best villains have an agenda. <laughs> but his was very Hitler-esque, you know? I mean, <laughs> What what do you think, if you could compare the two, what do you think between Thanos and Ozymandias from The Watchmen? They're pretty similar. They're they're practically identical. Yeah. I mean, like I, I just I I the Watchmen movie was so good to me, and the portrayal of Ozymandias, I was like, oh my god, this guy is so good. And I think it's interesting that they both ended up having practically the same reaction by the time that they actually finished their their great works, I guess. You know, Thanos just sits there and he's like, I just killed a whole lot of people. Wow, kind of sucks. Anyway, and just, you know, kind of like trying to, I guess, like cope. And then yeah. Ozymandias does the exact same thing where like he sits in his throne room and he's like, yeah, I just killed millions. Great. There's no going yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you do now? I mean, uh, this is the the, co- the coping level that is just unbelievable. I don't know what they're going to do in the next one. It's very... Okay, so, like I said, it's very Hitler-esque. I mean, very very sympathy for the devil, you know? <laughs> like, Right. So, it's... It's like, I get it, but you still shouldn't have done it, dog. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you had a point, but there's, there's probably a better way. Yeah. You didn't have to go straight to that. Come on now. Maybe some people wanted to die. They could have been like, yeah, me, me first. Yeah. It's like, how about a show of hands? <laughs> Look, no no hard feelings. Uh, nobody will judge you. <laughs> just yeah. Throw your hands up and we will just turn you to dust right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> no pain. Poof. <laughs> yep. You're going to explode like a sack of flour. <laughs> I mean, that could have, you know, got us at least a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you? I mean, have you have you read any of the? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm guessing that you haven't read any of the comics um, going forward into Infinity War Part Two. No, I have not. Okay, then I won't say anything. All right, look, look. You already I will mentioned. Say though, I will say though that it gets weird. Okay. You had already mentioned the part that I thought might happen. In uh, the second one, which apparently they're not going to call it Infinity War 2. It's going to be a whole different title. Um, but you had already mentioned that the, the love triangle between Death, Thanos, and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Which I thought they might be going in that direction, which would have been terrible because that would have been a stupid reason for doing what he did. Just to impress Death, you know? And then... Well, that was, that was his original, that was his original um, motivation for killing half the universe was literally so that he could give it to give it to lady death because he worshiped death uh as as an actual entity hold on as meaning hold on because the greek uh 
I believe uh, Thanos is immortality. I mean, because from what I recall, Thanos not not the character, but the actual uh, the god Thanos. I think he was the god of death anyway. Yeah, he's the god of death. Greek god of death. Oh, really? So, I thought that was Hades. Yeah. No, Hades is the god of the Hades is the god of the afterlife. Oh, the underworld, yeah. So yeah, he's a god of the underworld. Hades, uh, Thanos, and um, Thanos and his brother. There's a god of sleep, and then the god of death. Thanos is the god of death, and he because okay, so he's not the okay. He he is a god. He is basically death. Ah. So I mean, like in in Greek in Greek mythology, there they were simply would be called a god. So I mean, I guess like if you really want to get technical, Hades is still the god of death because he is the god over dead people, but. Thanos is the one who gets you there. <laughs> oh, so he's a so, Green Reaper. Right, practically. So he, he, his goal was to, to kill a bunch of people in order to impress Lady Death so that he would eventually woo and then marry her because he was obsessed with killing folks. Right. I mean, he was just all about the bloodshed, period. So, I mean, the, the departure and the other, it was almost completely opposite of the Golden Age Thanos which is good because Golden Age Thanos is boring as shit. And then after they de- defeat him the first time, anytime he shows up after that, they pretty much just kick the shit out of him. Because uh, um, comic books have a, uh, uh, dimi- uh, what is it, diminishing, diminishing returns, returns for their villains. Yeah. So like they have like, you know, you have like a villain that shows up and he's incredibly powerful. And then after that, they beat him the one time, they pretty much can beat him anytime they want to. Yeah, he's a nuisance they're, they're after that. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's not really, you don't care anymore. Too much XP. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We've grown, we've grown since then. We're past this, guys. Just <laughs> yeah, but no, that that that's not where they're. I mean, they I, they couldn't anyway because well, I mean, like I I, I guess I put Deadpool in there in my head, but no, I mean, uh, that's that's actually not going to be where they're going. They're not going to go with the death angle. Um, cool. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Although I don't know. I really want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it because I don't want anybody to get mad at me because you know because I'm I already know I know what they're going to do. <laughs> Look. You just keep it in your pants, right? <laughs> it's hard, you know? Both literally <laughs> and figuratively. Alright, so... I think... We're good to go. I mean, we could go on forever and talk about Infinity War and every little scene. Um, we probably could have done the same thing with uh, Thor Ragnarok as well. Which I've watched like six times already in like the last two weeks. Because it's so good. You know what? You know what movie. I will be honest with, though? It's a Disney movie. Yeah, and it has both Infinity War and and Thor have zero percent SJW angles on them, right? That I, that I could identify, and I, I at this point, at this point, I'm starting to feel hypersensitive about that shit. Listen, they even kind of mocked it just slightly, like in Ragnarok <laughs> when he's talking to what's her face, the Valkyrie. He's like, yeah, like oh yeah, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about time they had their own military unit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wow, loved it. Yeah, that was that was funny. I I that movie was fucking phenomenal. I I thought everything about that movie was great. I agree, but like I said, we can go on for hours. We can discuss every little scene. If you guys want to, you can at any given moment go into our Discord, and I will happily discuss any of these subjects with you at length. Yeah, I mean. Ask all Steph. Day. Well, she's not here, but ask Steph. I do it all the time. I, I, I practically write a fucking thesis in Discord constantly, and it really annoys everyone. And you just gotta deal with it. 
Yeah, and if you don't know uh, what our Discord is, I mean, it's if you don't know what Discord is in general, it's basically a chat slash uh, voice thing. But uh, if you want to join it, you can join it at any time. We've got the link on our website, www.dashleygentleman.com. Ding. Um, or, you know, just uh, shoot us an email. We'll, we'll send you a link. Uh, we're at mail at dashleygentleman.com. Send us a tweet. I mean, any way you can. And what I would also like to see, yeah, either in the, com- oh, in the comments of this bit, this this VOD, later or in our discord or in our twitter is i want to see questions thoughts or uh feelings on uh, l337 i want to know what you think i really want to know what people think i do from from like a, a i just want i i feel like we kind of outlined the character and i just want to know what you guys think about the s the extreme sjw impact on star wars star wars of all things Listen, I will uh, tell you more after I watch the movie. Oh, no. We're obviously going to have to do that. When does it come out? Next week. 25th. So next week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I probably won't watch it on the 25th, but shortly after. Sure. Because, you know. It's going to be a Friday. I mean, we won't won't even have podcasts until Thursday. So, I mean, I think it was time to watch it maybe once, maybe twice if it's not garbage, and then give us a chance to kind of digest what happened. Sure, and then we can put up the old spoiler alert again. And we definitely will. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for all you guys that uh, bailed out because you didn't want spoilers. I'm glad the, the warning worked. Um, hopefully, you're coming back to watch us. Oh, we can go with Joe. He can buy my ticket this time. <laughs> yeah, that's still that's happening. Funny. We're still doing that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, goody. No. No, don't do this to me. Can't believe you've done this. Do we not have music? No, OBS just crashed. <laughs> Apparently I'm still streaming. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Alright, sweet. <laughs> Dun, dun. Yeah, now it's officially crashed. Okay. Okay. I gotta force shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Neil, they can still hear you. <laughs> I know, it was lighting up, and then I'm like, alright, I don't want to click on this error, but I can't turn should off my I, microphone. Should I sing them a 